And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It's Wednesday, September 15th. And you know what I realized, Mark? We have not done a little roundup on what's been happening in the labor market. And I think this is really going to be instrumental because we have uh, lots of different numbers that are floating around and, and we want to explain kind of what's been going on. So how lucky for me that I have done some recent hits on our morning program, CBS This Morning. Now it's called CBS Mornings. We thought that we would give you a couple of those hits. So Mark, maybe what we should do is start with the actual jobs report that came out. So I did this on Saturday morning with Jeff Glore, Dana Jacobson and Michelle Miller. And this is when we were highlighting what occurred with the August jobs report. And that was a disappointing report. So you're going to hear me talk about that. And um, and I think that that'll be a good way to kind of lead into our next segment. But I'll pop back on with you right after we air this. This is CBS This Morning Saturday, and we're talking about the August jobs report. Jill, good morning. Let's start with just the overall economy. What does this report tell us about where we are now? Well, as you heard, 235,000, that's about a third of what we were expecting. But maybe more importantly, a real deceleration from the previous two months. Previous two months, we had about a, a million jobs added each of those months. 235 is also a big deceleration from the monthly average this year. We're averaging 586,000 jobs every month throughout the year so far. So this is a little bit of a warning sign. Just remember, it's one report. It will get revised twice. The president is right. There has been great progress. 17 million jobs added since we hit those lows back in April of 2020. But it leaves more than 5 million fewer positions. So we do have a ways to go. So we saw a boom in the leisure and hospitality sector over the last few months. But this report showed a dip, a substantial dip. Why that specific sector? Well, that has really been the sharp tip of the recovery process. We know leisure and hospitality just took a 
speeding amid COVID. We now have recovered about 90 percent of the jobs in leisure and hospitality. But economists are worried because with this slowdown, again, we've been averaging 350,000 jobs a month in this one sector. Now we had basically flat hiring last month. That really does tell you the power of this surging virus with the variant. On the good side of this, there are other industries that seem to be shielded from the spread of the variant, and professional and business services continue to show very good progress. Transportation and warehousing adding jobs, and manufacturing adding jobs. So those are not particularly impacted so far. But again, we are watching leisure and hospitality closer. We still have 10 percent fewer jobs in that one sector. Jill, a lot of people look at the Fed for um, mortgages, borrowing, investing money. What's going to happen? Where do you think the Fed goes with interest rates in the near term here? This is a really tough situation for the Federal Reserve because we've been talking about the fact that prices have been rising amid COVID due to various shortages. And the thought was that with prices rising and the job landscape improving dramatically, the Fed could ease off of some of the policies. They're still buying bonds every single month. Interest rates are still at all-time lows at zero percent. Now, what happens next is the Fed watches these numbers very closely. Economists believe that they're probably not going to do anything at the meeting this month, maybe not even for the rest of this year. But again, this is one report. I do want to put that as a caveat because things could pick up, presuming the surge were to calm down at this point. So that was right after the August jobs report, a CBS Saturday morning segment. Now, a couple days before, I had done a different segment, and we were trying to explore what was going on in the labor market. Like, why is it that people are out of the workforce? And what should you do if you're worried about losing your unemployment benefits and what you need to know? Okay, so on this segment, I think I was only talking with Tony, Tony DeCopel, uh, who is one of the great anchors of our morning program. So check it out. Here is my segment about what's going on in the labor market. Help me understand how we can have 10 million job openings and 8.7 million unemployed. Wouldn't those numbers cancel each other out? Well, look, there's a lot of reasons why people are still on the sidelines. So, yes, we've made great progress. We have recovered 16.7 million of the more than 22 million jobs lost during the pandemic. But that means there are 5.7 million fewer jobs that are available. And the reasons that people cite for why they remain on the sidelines are what we heard in that piece. We have child care issues that are really difficult to juggle. There are people who live with immune you know, compromise folks in their homes, so they've got health concerns. And maybe it's also this idea that the previous industry that employed you is still in flux. So you put it all together and there is a mismatch right now, as you noted. I have heard from uh, hiring managers at restaurants in my neighborhood. Uh, I've heard from others across the country talking about how benefits from the government were so big that they actually overcorrected. People were not going back to work because they could sit on their couch and reap these rewards. Is, is that true? Did that happen? Did that have an impact? Well, first of all, we don't really have a clear picture yet. But what, remember, those benefits were meant to do exactly what they did. We wanted people to stay home because we wanted people to be safe. Now, there is 
some worry that perhaps that that went on too long. But right now with the Delta variant, we don't have a clear picture. We do have some information from the left-leaning Economic Policy Institute. And they did a look at what happened to employment in states from April through the last month where we have data, which is July. They found the states that maintained federal benefits, those extra benefits, actually saw more job growth than the 26 states that ended those benefits early. So again, not all data in, but that is an early indication that the unemployment benefits did not have a big role in this. Very interesting. Okay, so the federal unemployment benefits are set to end uh, this month. What should people who had been receiving them uh, do in their absence? Well, this is such a terrible gut check moment. And and what I'm hopeful about, and when I talk to policymakers, they too feel this, that when schools go back in session, as more people get vaccinated, as the variant starts to slow down, that we're going to have to have people go back to work and look for jobs. But look, it's a gut check moment. If you are losing those benefits, you're going to have to pound the pavement or pound the computer screen and go look for one of those job openings. And you may have to take a job that you don't like, but you've got to get money in the door. And that's most important for these families. If you want to actually ask a question about something going on, about a segment or anything like that, of course, just send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Or more likely, you're going to watch these segments when they're on our website, jillonmoney.com. All you need to do is click the contact button if you have a question about any of the content there. Uh, If you wouldn't mind for today, the middle of the week, hump day, do something nice for someone else today. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow.